1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Another day, another disciplinary update As Alan Power and Paul McGinn escape further punishment after weekend flash points Celtic head to Hibs and Rangers or Kelly head to Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup quarter-final And Oliver Burke's pace can trouble Valencia According to his captain I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna
2: And I don't think we've heard the end of the words compliance officer this evening Gordon... Uh, Claire White dominated the agenda at the end of last week uh, going after Alan McGregor and others punishing Alfredo Morelos but this time I think the lack of activity for both Alan Power and Paul McGinn casts further doubts over the suitability of the SFA disciplinary procedures
1: Uh, Gordon Dale on the pitch We've got a lot to look forward to mm-hmm. That quarter final draw Made last night After we went off air So um, The couple of big ties That, that jump out Are Aberdeen Against Kilmarnock Or Rangers mm-hmm. Hibs against Celtic You've got Partick Thistle Hearts And Dundee United Against Ross County Or Inverness
3: Yeah A, a bit of excitement Gordon Obviously The, the big twos You call them Celtic and Rangers Both drawn away That's if Rangers Get th- past Kilmarnock Next Wednesday night At Ibrox uh, So that would be Another cracking game Up at Pataudra uh, whether it is Rangers or Kilmarnock, doesn't matter. I th- still think it'll be a very good game. Celtic uh, go to Easter Road where obviously they'll, they've lost before. The one that I look at there that's got a great chance of getting the semi-final is Dundee United. I watched him on in, in Saturday and I've got to say, very impressed with uh, the signings and they look a very strong squad, Gordon. So they might fancy their chances to, you know, if they can keep away, usually you look at the draw, if you can keep away from the Celtics and Rangers, You would fancy a chance against them, Dells.
1: So we're looking for your reaction to that Scottish Cup draw. Your reaction to the news that Alan Power and Paul McGinn will not face further punishment after those weekend flashpoints. And finally, after the sad passing of legendary goalkeeper Gordon Banks, a man who arguably pulled off the greatest save of all time, we're asking you for the best save you've ever seen. That's something that can just keep us going ticking along on Twitter and on the phone's at Clyde SSB 01419511025. We do this quite a lot. We just a wee topic to to take us away from the the run of the mill anything that springs to mind Gordon the greatest save you've ever Gordon. seen. Well, first and foremost, I was very fortunate that I was uh, I played
3: golf with Gordon Banks about 5 years ago down in Stoke. Uh, and I've got to say, a lovely, lovely guy mm. He really was, I did beat him that day Because I was on for him But uh, no, the best uh, best save for me, I think, goes down to Theo Snelders uh, He saved a penalty kick, the only penalty kick I've ever missed I put it right into the top corner <laughs> All
1: about him And
3: <laughs> how how he got to that, uh, to this day I still don't know Rod. I actually applauded him for it what say.
1: Was that the golf trip you went to Stoke And you came back with a mysterious black eye And yeah, well, the yeah. full story didn't
2: really the come out The full it will never come out <laughs> Only me and Gordon will know that, <laughs> that Roger Hannah greatest save, anything that springs well, to mind? First of all condolences to the family and friends of Gordon Banks A, a terrific goalkeeper uh, for club, many clubs and country The one that actually springs to mind for me Is, is one of Gordon Banks' successors as England goalkeeper Peter Shelton Because I saw it again Just the other week In a documentary About Brian Clough's Nottingham Forest I think when Forest won The old English First Division Clinched it maybe At Coventry City And he made a fantastic save From a striker Called Mick Ferguson Near the end of the game Not dissimilar actually To the Gordon Banks Save from Pele In the World Cup final YouTube it You'll see it A terrific stop there we go, so
1: the best save you've ever seen In light of the sad passing of Gordon Banks Scottish Cup reaction uh, Disciplinary reaction I feel that's just a regular feature on the show We're going to need to do a, set, set some time aside every night for that And uh, of course, we start looking ahead to Celtic against Valencia as well Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And the phone's Twitter is at Clyde SSB Let's just see if any of the early Uh, Shouts for your greatest saves have have, have come in to keep us ticking along Not quite yet So at Clyde SSP, best save you've ever seen The more obscure the better Because I always like to find out about incidents that we don't quite know about So there we go, get them in Uh, Roger, we're about to take some calls I would imagine, um, you can't second guess all the time But the disciplinary procedure is back in the spotlight again On one hand, you've got a lot of people going Oh no, not again, referees, come on, do we need to... But on the other It keeps happening And tomorrow Alan McGregor will have his hearing And it'll be big news yeah, again And, it, and it's kind of hard to escape
2: The the only word for it Is inconsistency Now If the compliance officer Was consistent In her dealings With these incidents Then No one would complain I said in the show on Saturday I thought she was quite right To go after Alan McGregor Thought she was quite right to go after Daniel Johnson of Hibbs For that foul on Emilio Luisa He has today landed a two game suspension For that challenge at Celtic Park last midweek I have to say I I didn't doubt for one minute in light of those That Alan Power and Paul McGinn Would both be handed notices of complaint today And the fact that Neither of them have After weekend incidents where I think everyone, certainly everyone I spoke to You're listening to TV, the radio Mm -hmm. pundits Everyone at the game felt those two players at the two different games Das was at St Mirren at the weekend Felt those two players would be done And the fact that neither of them have been done Just a few days after the likes of McGregor and Johnson and others have been done It, it just leaves the SFA and Claire White open to ridicule
1: Here's the bit that is really annoying everyone, Roger Because if the ref- I can't believe I'm having to say this again If the referee sees it in full Which we can assume You can read between the lines here If Willie Collum saw that in full at St. Mirren at the weekend and Alan Muir saw Alan Powers in full. Claire White cannot take that any further. Well So what does that say
2: about the referees? If they saw those incidents in full and are happy with their decisions, uh-huh. then I'll take back what I said about Claire White and ridicule and I'll say the two referees are ridiculous because those would be ridiculous decisions. Cammy Smith, who was in the wrong end of the challenge from Paul McGinn, likened it to a WWE wrestling move. So that tells you what he thought about it. Even Oren Kearney Speaking yesterday The St Mirren manager said He couldn't really have complained Had Paul McGinn been done By the compliance officer That's the St Mirren manager talking The same goes with Alan Power Stephen Gerrard chose his words Very carefully When Alison Conroy spoke to him At Rugby Park on Saturday night Um, He will be smarting Having seen his own goalkeeper cited for uh, You know For raising his foot What what was that Six inches, eight inches off the ground Uh, Alan Power's foot was Five and a half feet off the ground And he hasn't been sighted So the whole process is fundamentally flawed You were, you were at St Mirren at the yeah. weekend, Gordon, surprised?
3: Uh, amazed, I've got to say um, When I watched it and I wasn't too far away from it, Gordon My initial thoughts were straight red card um, And then when I watched it again on TV And I've looked at the, the position of Willie Collum and he's only five, six yards away from it He's got a perfect sight of it And I don't know how Willie can say that's only a yellow card Because even everybody looked at each other in the press box If they say there's a red card coming here That's it, that's the end for St Myrne And uh, he got away with one And I'm astonished that he's got right. away with this
1: 0141 Gordon is a Rangers fan in Helensborough Hi Gordon
4: Hi there. Uh, Would like to ask the panel if they could tell me when the last time Celtic player has been cited and received a ban off uh, the compliance officer.
2: Well, this is the listen. This is the you, you know well, Gordon. This is the thing that's doing the rounds and all of the Rangers message boards and all the supporters sites how many Rangers players have been cited, how many Celtic players have been cited, how many. Aberdeen, Kelly Hard Tibbs I, I believe And you'll probably have The st- statistics At your fingertips here, Gordon More Rangers players Have been cited Than any other club And fewer Celtic players Have been cited Than any other Top flight club Now is that no, coincidence?
4: You're not answering My question Lord, I'm asking you The last time I don't
2: uh, Can I, you, I, I, Is you, that you long ago I remember Was it 2014 you, you, would, you would need to Remind me Gordon I, I, I suspect you know The answer to this question Gordon Well I've got
4: a it was, I think it was Glenn Lewins in
2: 2009 Yeah, I don't think the current system was in place we didn't have a compliance no. officer back in 2009 There, there was, there was, there was Brittker for diving was there was
1: was Can you tell me the Celtic player in 2014 then? There was Brittker for diving I'm going off the top of my head There was Alexander Tonev Obviously for um, the racist incident as well They're the only ones I can certainly remember Gordon What band did they get? Uh, what was Tony Ev's again? Yeah, it was seven or eight seven games. Eight I, eight think games I think, it. Um, but it could have been a two-game for, for diving, Gordon.
4: Mm.
1: Okay then. Thanks for it. Well, what do you make of incidents at the weekend, then, Gordon?
4: Eh. Uh, well, it's, nothing surprises me. Obviously, you, you'll see that I'm kind of biased, but it wouldn't be your program. I think slide the one way, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's It's the most You know I think the answer Look Nothing surprising Me with the referees You know
1: Um. Well listen Nothing surprises Gordon the, the, the third one today Roger Which Is interesting Because you're then Left to compare it To the rest of them If you like Is that Darnell Johnson's Upgraded red From a yellow Does stand So he gets a He gets a He gets a two game ban And this is where It all comes back To this notion Did the referee see it Did the referee see it In full And I can completely Understand why that bit Is driving people Up the wall Yeah
2: well I said In the show at the weekend It didn't surprise me Darnell Johnson Had been cited Because I thought it was um, A not very nice challenge In Isagiri Um, I know Fraser Wishart Spoke at length In the show on Saturday About how and his role with the players' union He doesn't want to see games re-refereed They said it's not something that FIFA want It's not something UEFA want And it worried him that having picked up a yellow card Johnson could then be done And have his card effectively upgraded um, Having not been penalised Alan McGregor could be retrospectively penalised He didn't think this was a way um, Scottish football should be going um, That's a perfectly fair, fair opinion The problem I have is the sheer inconsistency If you're going to do McGregor And Johnson One week How can you yeah. not do Power and McGinn The next week It just but the, but the answer is
1: there I'm not I'm not saying that Everyone has to accept the answer But the, You're not always comparing Like for like Because the reason The reason that you can do Alan McGregor Is because the referee Doesn't yeah, see but, it in but, but full but And Gordon, then you Gordon, cannot Gordon do... refer,
2: Referees aren't there To make the rules up They're simply there To administer the rules uh-huh. Now If the rule is, you're not allowed to kick somebody Then, you know, I've no problem with referees looking again and doing Johnson and McGregor But if you're doing that, then you have to do power and you have to do McGinn Now, if they didn't see it properly, they're only human, that, that's fair enough If they didn't see it properly, they then need to look at the video and take the correct decision There's no way you're telling me they've looked at this video and they can be content with the decisions it was taken. Well, I don't think it's they get nonsense. to. to they, they,
1: they get the chance to see whether they saw it in full. Mm-hmm. And if you read between the lines, that's what's happened. With have, Willie Collum and Mathalon. I
3: have no doubt. Uh, looking at Willie Collum's position on Saturday, that he did see it in full. What my big amazement is, I can't believe he chose to give him a yellow card when
2: everybody would probably agree, apart from Willie. It was a red card but So, so we've, we've now had two incidents this season With Willie Collum At the Simple Digital Arena One Paul McGinn got a yellow card For that challenge in Cammy Smith And two Daniel Kindias was sent mm. off For what happened at the mm. end of the Rangers St Mirren game Now That frankly isn't good enough That a, What is effectively a dangerous challenge I can't quite Was that a clothesline challenge Cammy Smith referred to it when, when speaking, you know, that was a dangerous challenge by Paul McGinn on Cammy Smith don't think anyone would say it was a dangerous challenge by Daniel Kandias on anyone at the end of the other game But Kandias was sent off, received a ban Paul McGinn was booked and will be able to play for St Mirren at Aberdeen at the weekend um, Surely that's not good enough from Willie Collum Surely there needs to be greater consistency mm. A. by the referee and B. by the SFA when they look at it again
1: and if you are the conspiracy theorist Roger I just love that this one's got Multiple layers Because you could see I see Alan Power Getting get, getting away with it Because it was against Rangers Or Alan Power Getting away with it So that he can play against Celtic At the weekend So there we go You can make your own mind Yeah up on and, that, and
2: that. Listen, First Colin Gordon Was trying to get at that These conspiracy theories That uh, more Rangers players get done Than Celtic players And I, I don't buy into any of that You have to look at each one Each case Individually On it's merits But there's far Far too many inconsistencies when you do look at these cases.
1: On Twitter, we were asking for the greatest ever save that you've seen in light of the sad passing of Gordon Banks. Some great replies coming in. These all start coming flooding back. Scott C says Alan McGregor's against Werder Bremen. Remember that one, Roger? Yeah. What a save that was. Um, and loads of you. Craig Logan saying Andy Gorham against Pierre Van Hooydonk. Yep. Yes, these are some. I knew some of these would come up, but I liked it. The more obscure, the better. 0141 951 1025 in the phones. Uh, Brian's also a Rangers fan in Larkhall. Hi, Brian. Hi, panel.
5: Hi, Brian. Okay, uh, can I just say my my fellow Rangers fan, Gordon, uh, he's not being biased. He's just looking for clarity and fairness. And obviously this system has neither at this moment. It's failing the game completely. Uh, If you look at the the, the two channels, I've seen both uh, in television and... uh, both McGinn and Pershing were sent off. It's as simple as that. And then looking at it and then deciding that both yellow card stand is just ludicrous. Uh, also, the, the, the two challenges in the Celtic Hubs game last week, the Scott Brown challenge was borderline. Uh, I could see why maybe a yellow card was given there, but it wasn't put out to the compliance officer, so you couldn't really look at it again. The challenge by Simonovic... Was a clear, dangerous challenge, and it, w- it should
2: have been a red card. Uh, it's obviously not working. You know, I mentioned that one in the show on Saturday, Brian. Uh, you know, I said the compliance officer probably got it right, prosecuting <coughs> McGregor and Darnell Johnson. And I th- said the one I thought got off lightly was Joseph Stamenovich, because you can tell after he's clattered into only show he's out. We look back as if to say, "Oh, is he okay? Oh, am I getting done here?" Um, So I think he was fortunate Um, I don't buy into any of the conspiracy theories uh, But if you're talking clarity If you're talking transparency I'm afraid the SFA disciplinary system is the wrong place to be looking Because none of us ever get any clarity or transparency from that They won't come out today and explain any of the decisions Or any of the, the process that led to these decisions Because... It would just baffle us even more than the decisions themselves I think.
3: The, 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 the one thing that's ruining the game is You look at, I watched Dundee United put out uh, St the Cup mm-hmm. And the first thing Robbie Nielsen talks about Not his performances team, they were excellent Not the victory uh, It was about, I'm going to phone John Fleming tonight It was the first thing he came out with I want to fo- phone John Fleming tonight And that's where our game's at the now Because we, we don't Know where we're going with it We need to look mm. at the rules And see if we can adjust them To help
1: everybody involved Would it help if the, if at least Roger that the process was Explained A, a bit more transparent yeah. Because that, because like we've now, been over this A number of times this season So you know what can happen This is a bit of a refresher If the referee didn't see it Or he didn't see all of it It can then be taken yeah, 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 It's passed yeah, yeah. over to what? that three man I'm just trying to Stay with me if you don't mind It then goes to that Three man panel of ex-referees Who unanimously agree if it goes on to the next stage, Th- these ones today, Alan Power um, and 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 Paul McGinn, didn't possibly didn't even get to that stage because the referee can say that he saw it all at the time. Gordon,
2: we all understand because we're now all experts in it because we've had so many of these cases. They need to tell us at which part of yep. this process That it, it fell down. It fell down, and at which part of the process are other ones. Prosecuted if you like Because the the, the phrase you see
1: today Is insufficient evidence And people keep saying Hold on a minute It's on television There are pictures of it everywhere But that's not necessarily what it means What that could mean Is that the referee is asked Did you see it? Did you see it in full? And he did And therefore It doesn't go any further And that's where the problem is coming up Time and time again
2: But if that's the case How on earth can the referees say that? That's a very good question How on earth can the referees Justify justify those decisions? No idea Now Robbie Nielsen, the fact that he came in, as at your game on Saturday And the first thing he said was, talking to John Fleming Is because he actually feared for the safety of one of his players You know, when that challenge goes in and Cammy Smith There must be a split second when you think This boy's in bother here, because that really wasn't a very nice one um, I'm sure the same thing went through Stephen Gerrard's mind momentarily When Alan Power clattered in to Ryan Jack later in the night So... If it did break down At that first stage, Gordon And the referees Saw the two incidents And thought Ah, they're fine Let's just carry on Then it's the the refs Who who should take the criticism have a problem With either Willie Collum Mm. Or Alan Muir Or both Final word to you, Brian
5: Yes uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist I I don't believe uh, Referees or systems Are to get any One club I just don't believe It's know don't believe it's possible I just think the system is broken And it's inept And obviously I think They need to get back To the, the drawing board If they're going to Continue with this uh, One other thing
1: Quickly Brian We're a bit late For the travel
5: Yeah great save I've ever seen Was oh, yes. a Save against Pan In uh, November 95 Against Celtic
1: yeah, a few people are saying that on Twitter. I suspect we'll get more calls on that line as well. Thank you to Brian in Larkhall, Call 0141 951 1025. Keep them coming. And we're going to hear from Scott Brown looking ahead to Valencia after the travel with Amber.
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.
1: It's Roger Hannah and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. We were asking for your reaction. To today's disciplinary news Your reaction To the Scottish Cup draw And of course We begin to look ahead To Celtic against Valencia We also wanted to know Your greatest ever save That you saw After the sad passing um, Of Gordon Banks Really great response To this on Twitter Paul MacArthur says Two that spring to mind Both from Arthur Boric One at Easter Road From David Witherspoon It was destined for the net The second one A fingertip save From free kick uh, At the San Siro In the Champions
2: League And didn't Craig Gordon Get an award For the greatest ever of our English Premier he did, didn't save, he? Was in Sunderland? Was it one against Bolton? I think you might be right. That's one for yeah, producer. Yeah, Andy yeah, to look absolutely. Up for us.
1: Jamie Donnelly Another one keeps saying McGregor, Werder Bremen. Mine, I was a uh, Craig Gordon actually is mine, but he was heart goalkeeper against Motherwell. You're sitting right behind the goal, as the away fans are. can't even remember who hit the volley. It was going in the that, top corner. I don't remember who was,
2: who was the volley from Motherwell. you'd yeah. be there. Pettigrew.
1: Pettigrew. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. And oh, what a save that was! So anyway, keep your your best saves coming in. Gavin's got one. Um, he's on. The phone from Greenock Hi Gavin Hi there, how you doing? Not too bad, how are you?
6: Not too bad at all uh, It was just with regards To the best save I've ever seen And it's got to, got to be uh, Andy Gorham uh, for Van Hoidonk I was at the game at the a young boy 18 at the time It was unbelievable And I'm a Celtic man
1: One that broke your heart, Gavin?
6: That was the one, aye <laughs> Unfortunately, I As the late great Tommy Burns said That's it mm-hmm. uh, he, he, <laughs> Put, put uh, Andy Gorham's name in his gravestone. But I, uh, un- unbelievable, saved. Uh, they're saying that I've been at the game that day, and just how Gorham got out, I'll never know.
2: Remember that one well, Roger. I do, uh, and they're all coming back. I mean, I also remember a great one by Jim Leighton at Ibrox in a Scotland-Sweden qualifying game prior to France '98. It was a, a terrific save. Can't remember which one of the Swedish strikers it was. Uh, Scotland clung on for a one-nil win with a John McGinley goal, and it was one of Jim Leighton's great performances. And that save was the, the sort of highlight of it. I can't can believe that you haven't given your old pal Scott Thompson a mention though for that shootout save. And take the glory away from myself Absolutely <laughs> no
1: chance <laughs> Even now With that no. invitation No Still not going to do no. it no. <laughs> no I'd have saved that That was a terrible <laughs> penalty kick uh, Gavin up to the present day What about this week then Valencia In a couple of days time uh, Me and my youngest son Will be going, going
6: to the game On Thursday night uh, I just I just hope uh, That we're, we're back Four can stay solid enough And then maybe Try happen the counter With the pace A Birkin wear,
1: hopefully is that going to be the key, Gordon? Tactically, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, Celtic th- don't tend to to sit in against teams, but yeah, but well, especially with the, the
3: pace that they've got. With Burke, uh, we went and started the weekend, Gordon, and gave uh, the centre back of St Johnston ten yards of start and beat them by about twenty. Um, I think that I've said since day one, Celtic are a different team at home. They're terrific. They play they they play very quick football. They've got great movement McGregor makes everything tick um, I think Celtic will fancy their chances in Thursday I really do and I think they will get a result
1: Well it was actually Gavin mentioned the pace there So it's a good time to bring up thoughts of Scott Brown He says they're looking forward to Valencia tie Because of the good form they've been in He thinks they do have the pace to cause the Spaniards problems And says Oliver Burke is probably the quickest player he's ever played with
7: Yeah we know Thursday's going to be hard uh, They're going to come here and they're going to want to play as well So no we're, we're looking forward to it we've, uh, I think for us the, Since we came back from Dubai and they want a break And we've kind of kicked on We've look sharper, we've looked fitter, so I think Dubai's definitely helped everyone. You've played a lot of strikers, you think all about ranking in terms of pace and power. Uh, pace and power <laughs> uh, by far the quickest that I've played with up there and I think is Baltic Scotty when uh, we've managed to play it up and Dedo's seen his run I think maybe James has flipped on as well. And it, it's it's a great it's great to actually see that somebody can Pretty much something from nothing He manages to touch it down the line Beat the guy for pace And he knows nine times out of ten He's going to beat people for pace And Scotty's in the right place At the right time as well People won't keep a high line Because of that The three forwards We've got pace everywhere Scotty, Jamesy Timo came on as well So we've got pace all over the park And it scares people more than anything And if people want to press the game You've got that long pass in behind That Ollie, Scotty, Jamesy Timo can Take up and They go straight on in the goal And the way They're playing the now They're on great form and You were fancy To score goals By far the
1: quickest He's played with up there mm. He says that, I mean it's Quite a, a statement I, I wouldn't know for sure Statistically I, I, I don't have the The data Gordon But he certainly looks like he can, he can shift
3: as they say Oh uh Sunday was incredible Some of the times He just opened his legs up And away he went And you're thinking There's absolutely no way You're catching him Um He is And the one thing In the modern day game Now Gordon it's great to have pace in your team Especially in the front um, areas Where defenders don't know whether to sit deep Or try and push up Because anything in behind They know they're going to be in serious, serious trouble But his pace is frightening uh, I've got to say Quicker like, than you in your heyday? No, I don't Not I don't, quite, I, no, I thought you might say that Well, I was um, I was a, a whippet in my day <laughs> um, Quickest guy at Ibrooks when I was 16 um, And there was a lot of quick, quick players going about mm. at that time So, um, no, I think I would maybe Two, three yards, give him
2: (laughs) Never fails, honestly (laughs) And it's not just Listen, you're right Oliver Burke is very fast over the ground It's the pace of Celtic's passing just now It's the tempo they play In the opposition half That will really trouble Valencia Valencia are a good team I know they're only down I think they're down eight In the league just now But they've only lost four of our 23 games In that league this season So they're a difficult team to break down They're a difficult team to beat but to get the minute Particularly as you say does At home they're, they're as good as they've been At any stage of the season for me
1: Gavin does this mean That in the space of a couple of weeks Oliver Burke has gone from Loan signing Where fans are thinking Right Okay Not, not too sure Let's see if he can recapture His best form To One of the key players Against Valencia on Thursday To be
6: honest with you I, n- I never really thought He would be a bit Part of the player uh, The boys get Frightening pace he, he's, he's basically He's an athlete He's an absolute unit you know, and as I say, and I think you will give if their, their full-backs a bit of a torrid time uh, And as I say, I fa- I fancy that Pat's good But going over there we certainly need to but I think, be taking a two-go lead
1: Not mm, That'll be a big ask, I'm sure But uh, thanks to Gavin in Greenock a bit later on tonight, actually We're going to get the inside track from the Valencia side of things See how they're shaping up uh, ahead of that tie. on the subject of greatest saves David Dock says the Boric penalty save from Saha Says the ball nearly landed back in Old Trafford. So there we go. <laughs> nice uh, as a technical term. Uh, keep them coming in. Alan Ruff from John Toshack at Anfield oh, against Wales. Yeah,
3: I remember that one.
1: 77 to help send Scotland to Argentina. Tipped it onto the crossbar. Amazing, says Simon Houston. You, yeah. you, you will finally found one you remember. Yeah, uh, Ruffy's only save. So you finally found one Great <laughs> Yes A fantastic save it was These topics don't tell, tend to work too well with you You can't really remember what you had for breakfast So we're mm-hmm. asking you to pull out saves from here, there and everywhere It was never going to end well We finally found one Yep uh, That Gordon DL uh, remembers So that's great Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. William's a Celtic fan in End. Hi William Good
8: morning guys, how you doing? All you good wrong. thanks uh, it's just about Valencia. I think I've mean, been watching Valencia the last four or five games and the results they've been getting. And everybody, I think, in this country, when we see a Spanish side, I think we done it when Rangers played uh, Villarreal We thought we thought, oh, they, they, these these teams are too good for us, you know. But I I just think, especially the way Valencia play, they play a four four two, which is which is surprising for a, a Spanish side. Uh, the best game I've watched them playing this this season is uh, the. Obviously, they got a 2 each draw against Barcelona recently, but they were one 0 down in the Copa del Rey against Getafe, and they came back and won 3-1 three, at their home ground. So, I, I would look at that and say one 0 is probably not enough to go over to Valencia to get through in the tie. So, I would I would want Celtic to go earlier with at least two goals in front. I think there's a lot of people think that the Spanish league's maybe too much a higher level than that. Uh, any Scottish side can compete against, but I don't think Valencia are at that level that that you expect. I think that, uh, they're not the side they're not the side that we, we played in 2001. That's for sure. That was a great night when we beat them, them one nothing. So I'm a, I'm a quietly confident. Uh, I just don't know. I, I don't know what the guys think. Uh, I think playing Fourth War Two gives Celtic a chance.
1: What about Mm. William mentioned, you know, having to go over there with a certain lead? This is another challenge when it gets to knockout competitions in Europe, Gordon. You've got the dynamic of are you home first? Are you away first? Celtic are obviously at home. So, William puts a a fairly simple case there that the the away tie will be the most difficult one, and therefore, you really need to get into that in a good position.
3: Yeah, you want to get, I think, the most important thing at home in the first leg is not to concede. Um, Even if you go over there, I think. Honestly, looking at Brendan Rodgers I think he'd be delighted to go over there 1-0 Because the, You know, their the away record's not been the greatest We all know that But they have got this new Bit of pace in their team Where they can sit in And then hit people on the counter attack And they can punish them The thing I liked about Burt the other day There was, I think it was Scott Sinclair's first goal After about three minutes He gets through, and for me I'm thinking He's going to strike this, he's got to shoot But he picks him out at the back post And I think it was for his last one as well It's a great, great bit of play from. him Picks him out So they're dangerous I think because Celtic are playing so well just now at home um, They've got clean sheets I think the most important thing for them on Thursday night Is to still have that clean sheet going over to Spain
2: Yeah, and I don't think Celtic have lost a goal at home Since Salzburg uh, Two months ago Ever since then Clean sheets all the way through at home Clean sheets crucial Now it's a home and away thing And it's not any of these groups Or anything Gordon um, I don't think 0-0 Would be a disaster for Celtic Because with the pace they've got And the counter attack You would always fancy them To go away from home And score goals Even to somewhere like the Mastair Next Thursday night So 0-0 Wouldn't be a disaster um, I tend to agree with William I don't think this Valencia team's as good As the team that Celtic met in 2001 and uh, that was a team that was getting to Champions League finals around that era at that time. Um, they're only eighth in La Liga this season. Um, Celtic could probably take a bit of confidence from the way that Angels played against Villarreal. In those two draws in the group stages, you know, they didn't look outclassed by Villarreal really at any stage. So I don't expect there to be much between Celtic and Valencia over the two games. Uh, so therefore, if Celtic can get a clean sheet on Thursday, they're only a real chance. By the time we come on here tomorrow, William we will have spoken to
1: Brendan Rogers. We'll have a bit of an injury update. If it were to be Johnny Hayes at left back, as was the case at the weekend, Brendan Rogers says he would have no problem throwing him in if he has to. What are your thoughts on that?
8: I think that's definitely a worry, you know, because uh, the day they, they, they're good, they're good doing the, doing the wider areas, uh, uh, Valencia. So I think that's definitely a worry playing a player out of position like that. Even though he probably can fit in at that position, I think. Uh, uh, for the, uh, the The game on Saturday They had to get caught a couple of times uh, Ball watching I think And uh, I think it's a danger That you know playing I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Tierney can make it I know he's I know he could maybe You maybe get 60 minutes out of, of Tierney But I, think, I I really think I'm hoping that Tierney can make it And obviously Burke as well When he went half injured At the weekend I know I'm hoping that he's okay But uh, I would be
3: worried. I would be worried about that side of the, the side of the, the, the park. I would if uh, Hayes was playing. Well, I think if you're doing your homework, Valencia coach, he'll be looking at the strength and weaknesses of Celtic. That's what happens. And I would certainly be looking at Johnny Hayes. I thought Johnny Hayes had a good game against him Johnston Sunday, um, but he wasn't really up against MD. That was going to trouble him. I think it will be different. He's not a natural left back. Um so I think that if Johnny Hayes has to be slotted in there, Gordon, I think that Valencia will certainly be looking to get down that side of the pitch.
0: Clyde 1. the Cash Register with wholesale domestic bathrooms, Hillington, and their fantastic winter sale in store and online.
1: Yes, we've had another winner on the cash register.
4: 10, 31 pence. That is how much money Is going in your bank account You're a winner
1: yeah! <laughs> How delighted was Barry Just like Gordon DL When he wins it Beat the pundit Honestly but no wonder He's over 10 grand richer <laughs> and you could be next. We've started a brand new game in Clyde One's cash register with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington. George will reveal the cash amount tomorrow morning at 8am on Bowie Breakfast, so make sure you're listening, make a note of the amount, and be ready to answer the phone within the five rings if Grant calls you after 3pm across the HITS network. To enter, text YES to 61025. £2 to play, plus your standard message rate. The full T's and C's and online entry are on our website. <laughs>
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to thompsons.com
1: Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call If you want to get involved in the debate Or you can tweet at ClydeSSB uh, As well as all the day's big talking points We've been asking for the best save you've ever seen um, After the sad passing of legendary goalkeeper Gordon Banks w- Would that be it sort of Is widely regarded As the greatest save Of all time The one from Pelly you, Yeah You go along with that
2: Yeah probably
1: yeah. Incredible save Even when you see it now they you know there's been A lot of footage of it today It's quite something isn't it It's how he gets it Over that bar Yeah It's, it's unbelievable
2: And it and has it,
3: to cover from one post yeah. to the, the other post and as
2: well Part of it is because it's from Paley And because it's oh, of course, in the World Cup final the, the, you know, the whole thing just made it the greatest save
1: ever I think. Duke is on he says Two great saves in big games from David Seaman Against Scotland from Daly in the Euro 2000 playoff, And one against Sheffield United in an FA Cup final Both, both top class, close range reaction saves Thanks that, for that, that's that easy one for from, me
2: to say That one from Gary McAllister With the help of Yuri Geller as well Oh, don't, don't, don't get me started on
1: that uh, William says Gregory Coupe Lee On double save against Barcelona in 2001 I did say that I wanted You know the more obscure the better And (laughs) if you're plucking out European saves From 18 years ago I take my hat off to you William He says Gorham as well Couldn't believe uh, How good it was 01419511025 Some of the big news This afternoon Is no further action To be taken on Alan Power Or Paul McGinn After their flashpoints at the weekend Jim is a Comarnock fan in Rothsey What's your take on this as a Killy fan Jim?
9: Hi, good evening, panel.
2: Hi, Jim.
9: The difference between McGregor and Alan Power. Power was booked for his challenge. Alan McGregor has been had meant it. He's been at it all season and is getting his just desserts at last. I don't know, put four or five times this season. And I'm not happy about Gerard trying to get Power banned. As my mummy used to say, "Stop acting like a big Wayne. And just got on with it He likes to hear his Gums did, pumping
2: Did your manager Steve fighting. Clark Not try to get Jermaine Defoe Banned a few days before that Jim? No Yes he did
9: No Yes he did He never, mm. mentioned, never mentioned
2: Defoe He talked about the player That he thought had dived In the Rangers St ne- Mirren game who was, Ger- who was Jermaine you know why
9: Defoe No been pulled up either That's two weeks in the trot He's been diving
1: well, like the one against Kumarnik Jim, you don't you don't get pulled up for a dive that doesn't work, if that makes sense. So Rangers didn't get a penalty, they didn't get the decision, so there is no mechanism there for Defoe to be punished. And I know you say Stevie Clark didn't, he didn't name Defoe. You're right, he didn't. But that's, that's, that's what he didn't meant. didn't name
2: Alan Power either. He was he was answering a question by Alison Robbie about Alan Power. Well, this is what we've got to hear. C- consistency and inconsistency, Gordon. I'm all for consistency. I don't mind if Steve Clark wants to. Call for Jermaine Defoe to be banned, that's fine. But then you've got to accept when Stephen Gerrard calls for Alan Power to be banned. You know, that, that is consistency. You can't but pick Alan and choose. Was booked. That doesn't make any difference nowadays, Jim, it because make any no, Darnell Johnson of Hibernian was booked mm. for his foul on Emilio Isagiri. And then today it's been looked at again and he's got a two game ban. That's the that's way it works nowadays. Alan Alan's Power's
9: challenge wasn't meant.
2: But the, this nature, this, this nature of
1: intent, Jim, but isn't actually important in terms of the uh, rules. The rules don't don't mention and that. And also, Roger, we all have a, we can all guess, we all have an idea, but I'm, I'm, there's only a certain number of people who know what is meant and what well, isn't. It's, exa- it's exa- pretty exactly. tough and, for and, an observer.
2: And listen, Fraser, wish I'd made a couple of points about Alan McGregor challenge at the weekend on the show. How do we know it was meant? If you actually look at the incident Alan McGregor isn't looking at Lewis Ferguson He's collected the ball And he has raised his leg And his leg has smashed into Lewis Ferguson And if you want to say You know that is a, a foul And he should be prosecuted That's fine by me But nobody really knows mm-hmm. What was going on in Alan McGregor's head Let's whether also he, not lose sight he of he meant the fact it or that not, you don't ha- he, The rule doesn't specify that you have to mean it So I don't know why we're getting so bogged one, down in 100%, that 100% Gordon 100% So it's back to the consistency thing. If you want to do Johnson and McGregor, that's fine, but I think you also need to do Power and McGinn. Um, otherwise, you look foolish. And where Jim is right,
1: Gordon. I think most people would agree. I don't think many are are, are saying that Alan Power meant it because you know the ball's high and it kind of comes over his head. He sticks a leg up. I, I don't think people are saying that he meant it, but that's also not really the point.
3: Yeah, and uh, in my opinion, that I thought that was. The wrong I thought he should have been sent off for that I thought that he was very lucky to be yellow carded
2: Was Sadio Mane not sent off in a Liverpool Man City game last
7: Don't season something similar in Yeah, Ederson? yeah.
2: Mm.
1: I thought the referee got that one wrong as well Gordon um, Where this Today is Roger and You talk about the consistency is the, is the bit that blows this out the water If we can separate our team allegiances from this Which I know is tough Today is actually a Is a victory for those of us who don't want to see the game re-refereed, so to speak There are people out there who just don't like it Fraser Wishart was talking about it at the weekend They don't they don't want to see uh,
2: ab- Absolutely Now, Fraser and Hugh were sort of arguing about this at the weekend And you can see both sides of the argument Hugh's argument was If it helps get the correct decision made Then re referee it Fraser's point was FIFA don't want that to happen UEFA don't want that to happen um, it takes away the integrity of the f- match officials If you start re-refereeing all of these decisions So you can see either side of the argument But what we need to see As I keep saying Is consistency mm. Because last week It seemed that the SFA Were quite happy to re-referee games This week They're not happy to re-referee Where do you games stand in that the referee sees it. Where do you stand in that
3: then? Who's,
2: who would you side up with in that argument? I think it, be- be- it becomes quite dangerous if you start refereeing Every single decision mm-hmm. Now even Fraser Conceded at the weekend That uh, If it's something that I think the phrases he used were, if it really endangers An opponent If it could it's break, Exceptional break, circumstances Exceptional circumstances mm-hmm. Could break a player's leg smashes and his knee ligaments Could cause them serious damage Fraser at PFA Scotland is quite content for those exceptional ones to be prosecuted. Mm. I think you would include Darnell Johnson in that. There's a case for including Paul McGinn in that yep. as well, though. But the defense so,
1: would be, Roger, that no one is trying to re-referee every decision, just the ones that the
2: referee doesn't see. Yeah, but the whole thing is mired in confusion, but I'm just an inconsistency. And you know, I mean you couldn't really stand and make an argument. In light of what's happened on Friday and Thursday f- for power and McGinn not being done today. Now, you either do them all or you don't do any of them, I, I would say, or you come out and properly explain your decisions because hmm. it's not good enough for the SFAs used to say we're doing them, we're not doing them without explaining why. We, we sort of we, we
1: like to find someone. To blame I think what we've realised Roger over the piece If you take all of these incidents In the last couple of weeks Is that There are There are various Weaknesses In in, in the process here Which start with the referee Because a couple of weeks ago It was all about refs All we, all mm-hmm. we got All we got were phones all Phone calls saying The referees are terrible The standard's bad We need professional refs Etc In the last week It sort of shifted You know it's The, the system's a joke Claire White is a joke um, and, and that's the side of it That needs looked at If you take Paul against, For instance We're not having this discussion Of Willie Collum Sees that the way most people saw it at the weekend well, And gives
2: a red card Or if I can take you a step Even before that You read Hugh Keevan's column The problem starts with the players And the end discipline of yep, players Fair point as well So if Paul McGinn doesn't do it And Alan Power doesn't do it And Darnell Johnson and Alan McGregor And Alfredo Morelos and Scott McKenna And all the other ones Behave in a disciplined way Then we don't have that Now unfortunately that's never going to happen So you then hope That the referees get the decision right and if they can't, you hope there's then a system, a backup, a part, you know, a safety net, if you like, that gets the decisions mm-hmm. right. At the minute, it doesn't appear that to be the case. Jackson Fintry, what do you make of it all, Jack?
10: Hi, panel. Uh, first time caller, so even to you all. Hello, hey, Jack. Hi, Jack. Um, my uh, my opinion on the the, the compliance officers, as you mentioned, the, there's no consistency whatsoever. I mean, working off of the sort of incidents that I've seen. The the power challenge on Brian Jack, it's almost a, not a carbon copy, but it's highly similar to Müller's mm-hmm. challenge on the young Frankie De Jong boy I think for Ajax in the Champions League. Now, obviously, I know it's a it's a different caliber of referees and things, but if if that one's it, if Müller's challenge is a red card, I can't see for any reason why the Powers isn't a red card. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah I've got to agree with that Gordon um, Obviously I wasn't at the game I, I made my way home I sat and I watched the game later on And I thought it was a red card I thought the, the referee got it wrong um, But once again it's uh, Nothing's been done about it And I think that's where everybody's now picking holes in this system uh,
1: Jack, team allegiances to one side for a second How do you feel overall? Do, do you still want to see a, a process where Yellow cards can be upgraded to reds And players can be retrospectively cited For serious foul play afterwards Or or are you one of those that would just like to see None of that and whatever happens on the day Sticks
10: Personally for me I'd like to see the progression Where you can go back and review it and move the yellow card To the red card because If you can get away with challenges like this And it's not going to change Nothing's going to happen to the league It's just going to stay in this I don't want to say state of turmoil where where challenges have been made and the correct decision hasn't been given, but it's just not going to be attractive whatsoever.
1: Roger, are we at a stage where? And because let's not forget, I mean, the Scottish FA is a, a members' organisation. I'm not saying it's as simple as just walking up and, and demanding a change, but are we at the stage where you, you would you expect some sort of at least a conversation for for, well, for, for, the, for the next campaign well, well, as to how we work? We've
2: had conversations. There was the summit at McDermott Park in Perth. You yeah, know, that, that wouldn't month. have been about the disciplinary process as such, though, would it? I think it was to an extent. It was it was supposed to foster better relations between managers and coaches and the referees and the SFA's the referee department. It was supposed to create a greater understanding among managers of the pressures under which referees and linesmen and the assistants operate. Um, and I think if you listen to the managers, then to an extent, it did that. It did create a greater understanding. But then a week or two later, all understanding's blown away again Mm. because how can anyone understand that McGregor and Johnson get done and McGinn and Power don't get done?
1: Thank you to Jack and Fintry on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're still asking for your greatest saves, so keep them coming. Firhill says Buffon against Celtic. Sutton headed it back across him. He arched his back, clutched it when it was behind him and almost over the line, heartbreaking. And I can't believe it's taken us so long. Ian Gray says the greatest ever save. Sylvester Stallone against the Germans <laughs> <laughs> On that note
0: Beat the Pundit
1: With goals in the Scottish Sun The
0: SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday
1: It's time for Beat the Pundit Gordon diel and Roger minus one Hannah ready to take you on You could win a signed ball And remember Same as last night And the same as tomorrow night Just for getting through to play We're giving you a pair of tickets To the Premier League darts In Glasgow At the Hydro On Thursday Michael van Gerwen Peter Wright Van Barneveld All the top boys Are going to be there And just for getting through On Beat the Pundit You win yourself A pair of tickets 01419511025 You only have until the news At 7 So be quick
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com
1: Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard You can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter We have been asking for your reaction to the Scottish Cup draw Your reaction Uh, To the disciplinary updates. No action to be taken against McGinn or Power after the weekend. Uh, We've also been asking for your greatest ever save that you witnessed after the sad passing of legendary goalkeeper Gordon Banks. We're going to get the lowdown from Spain on what's happening with Valencia ahead of that game against Celtic. But first of all, let's do this.
0: Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
1: Yes, beat the pundit time Minus one, Hannah And not minus, minus one DL are standing by One of them is up against Andy Murray Would you believe? Not that one A Rangers fan from East Kilbride Hi Andrew Hiya How are you? Eh, not bad just Was it the darts that hooked you in Or were you fancying your chances anyway?
10: Eh, most of the darts ah, I
1: right? see, I knew it the phones look, <laughs> They looked a bit busier than usual But anyway, there we go Just for getting on tonight, Andrew You have won yourself a pair of tickets uh, To the Premier League of darts this Thursday at the Hydro You're going to see all the top boys in action It is Valentine's Day by the way Andrew, are you aware of that? That going to cause a problem? Uh, hopefully not, no Right, okay Well, blame our friends at the PDC for giving you the tickets But there we go You can let us know how you get on on that And speaking of Valentine's Day You'll be in here with us Gordon DL on Thursday I thought a man yeah. of your um, history Would have uh, other plans I'll just wait till I go home at night And more all my card God. That's plenty Okay, Doc. I'm going to toss the coin Heads you will be up against Roger minus one Hannah And tails you will be up against Gordon Dale Once one of them gives me a coin Because I've lost mine There we go Let's see how we get on And it is heads It's minus one Hannah Up against Andrew From East Colbrite See yeah. look Andrew So I'm going to give him some clay two in his ear Andrew Make sure that he can't hear you You've got 30 seconds head to head with Roger You can pass So if you're going to do it, do it quickly Are you ready to go? Yes Good man, your time starts now What was the final score of last night's Highland Derby? Two each Who was the first Scottish club Billy Dodds signed for permanently? Uh, Dundee Who was the manager of Aberdeen immediately before Derek McInnes? Yeah, pass. Which Celtic players picked up the most league bookings this season? Yeah, Brown. Which St Johnson player today signed a new deal at the club? Oh, pass. At, which, oh, at what Scottish Stadium would you find the Roseburn stand? Yeah, hearts. Okay. Let me bring Roger Hannah back. Roger, are you with us? We got
2: a wee bit of Boston there in Clyde too.
1: To your liking? Yeah, uh, Yeah, no complaints there Good stuff, alright We've got the same set of questions to you Remember, you do start on minus one Just in case you've forgotten, alright? What was the final score in last night's Highland Derby? 2-2 What was the first Scottish club Billy Dodds signed permanently for?
2: Partick Thistle
1: Who was the manager of Aberdeen immediately before Derek McInnes?
2: Craig Brown
1: Which Celtic player has picked up the most league bookings this season? Callum McGregor Which St Johnson player today signed a new deal at the club? Richard Foster At what Scottish stadium would you find the Roseburn stand? Pinecastle Jimmy Calderwood has managed in Scotland and which other country? Holland And which Scottish League 2 club's badge features a pickaxe and a shovel? What a question that is, honestly (laughs) (laughs) League 2 Eh, and an athlete Right Andrew, he starts in minus one Do you fancy your chances? Eh not really, no Well, listen, I think you're doing yourself a disservice Let's go through them What was the final score of last night's Highland Derby? Two all You both got that right So, Andrew is one in front The first Scottish club Billy Dodd signed permanently for Dundee. Was Dundee It was a loan oh, no, to Partick okay. So, uh, Andrew gets that one right Which means he's two in front Who was the manager of Aberdeen immediately before Derek McInnes? It's Craig Brown So, you pull one back, Roger Uh, Which Celtic player Has picked up the most League bookings this season It's Scott Brown Andrew got that right So he goes two in front Again What St Johnson players Today signed a new deal At the club I think we're going to need To do a A steward's inquiry. And I hate to do this To you Andrew But you did say pass I always say I need to accept Your first answer You you eventually got it right But you said pass first Ah, So Roger Hanna Pulls one back at which Scottish Stadium would you find the Roseburn stand, Tynecastle? You both got that. And then Jimmy Calderwood has managed in Scotland and which other country? It is the Netherlands. Cowdenbeath was the pickaxe and the shovel, oh. Roger. Just in mm. case you're wondering. So um I'm gonna have to count those up. You both got the first one right, didn't you? So that's uh one, two, three, four for Andrew. And one, two, three, four. Five for Roger oh. Hanna oh. So it's a draw Because done, your minus one It's a draw I know. And do you know what You knew it, Andrew You just dived in quickly On the, the pass So I'm going to Read the tiebreaker Here's what's going to happen I'm going to read the question Roger will write his answer down And you give me your attempt When I ask you alright right. Another bizarre question As always on the tiebreaker huh. In what year did St Mirren Win the Anglo-Scottish Cup Against Bristol City Roger write your answer down In what year did St Mirren Win the Anglo-Scottish Cup Against Bristol City Roger show me your answer Please uh, Okay, Andrew what's your attempt if
4: 1940 Okay Andrew goes
1: 1940 Roger goes 1977 The answer Is 1980 Andrew He's done you On the tiebreaker Hard lines No idea Good man Andrew It was a good effort And of course You're already a winner You're off to see The Premier League of Darts Thanks to our friends At the PDC This Thursday At the Hydro That good so Enjoy cool. the darts man. Andrew. Enjoy your night, romantic setting. That though, isn't it? The darts. I've never been to. The darts. You can write. I mean, you could write a wee poem, I suppose, on the card that you get, and you can hold it up to the camera, and that's mm-hmm. that's romantic, I'm mm-hmm. sure it is.
3: Can you not take your wife or girlfriend with you? Of course, you could. Exactly. No, <laughs> a nice night at the darts. Absolutely. You'll that's
1: romantic. One more chance to win tickets to the darts on tomorrow night. Beat the pundit. You 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 got. Plans was, Is that something you think you could pull off as a romantic trip? I could pull off any romantic trip You think trip. so? <laughs> yeah I'm not I so sure anything. I am not so sure at all Right 01419511025 Give us your thoughts on any of the day's big stories We're still looking for the best saves you've ever seen After the sad passing of legendary goalkeeper Gordon Banks as well Now we're going to take a, a bit of a closer look at Celtic against Valencia, so I'm pleased to say we're joined on the phone uh, by David Cartledge. He's a Spanish football expert for ESPN 442, amongst others. David, thanks for joining us.
11: No problem. Nice to join you guys.
1: Uh, just tell us a little bit about Valencia at the moment, David, in terms of how how their form is, how they approach this game on Thursday.
11: Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've had quite a, an underwhelming uh, season, if we're honest, given how well they played last uh, last season. Um, and this year they're really, really disappointed uh, Obviously they're coming down from the Champions League uh, They were knocked out of their group Performed very coolly there uh, Their league form has been quite similar And only in recent weeks um, I would say that they have begun to turn things around And show signs of life Which might not be good news for Celtic
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the last three, for instance I think they've drawn all of the last three One of them at Barcelona, though So they, I mean, they're clearly um, doing something, right? If you can go somewhere like that and get a point
11: yeah, absolutely. That was one of their better performances. Uh, you know, They got a good away win against Celta Vigo, their big close rivals, the Real. And then, as you say, they got that point against Barcelona. And at the weekend, it honestly wasn't a bad point against Real Sociedad either. So things are definitely turning around. Um, it's just it's hard to get away from the season being a disappointment considering the, the talent they have available to them.
1: Yeah, who, who makes them tick then for any fans going along or watching in television? David, who would be the, the danger man If you like From a Celtic perspective
11: um, I would say To to stop Valencia playing You have to keep an eye on Danny Parejo A um, little central midfielder um, Excellent um, technique High levels of passing He's the captain um, and he just really, really uh, gets the team going. And um, I think if he gets, you know, comfortable, if he gets a foothold in the game, then then that isn't good for Celtic at all. So I would say to Celtic potentially, you know, give a defensive fielder on him and just shut down his passing angles, shut down the movement around him,
1: um, and, and then that should, you know, help Celtic get through the game. Squad wise, did they arrive in good health?
11: Um, yes, everybody's uh, pretty much fit uh missing Ron Caglia, the new uh, centre back uh, through suspension. But other than that they can field a very, very strong team and I think they can be uh confident of uh, seeing through this tie, I think, with the like I say, with the talent that they have got, they should definitely be performing better right now.
2: They're a difficult team to beat, David. They've only lost four, I think, of, the, of their twenty three league games so far. Um yeah. will they miss Ron Caglia at the back alongside the Ezekiel Garay?
11: Um, I, I think they'll be okay because with Roca, he's a new signing, um, and I think Gabriel, who used to play for Arsenal, um, will, will step up, and, and I think he'll try to to man that defence basically. So they should be okay. Um, and, and I mean, the problem is they have drawn far too many games this season. That's been a big disappointment. I mean, who knows? It could board well for them, you know, if they want to hold Celtic. But they just. They're very negative at times And that has you know, come to hurt them In the fact that they have sat in deep They have tried to you know, see games through And they, they simply haven't been able to and,
1: and that's what's caught them out Such a Spanish dominance of this competition In recent years David Do did, did Valencia yeah. have designs on, on winning this thing Is that, is that a priority for them?
11: Um I think you know trying to get into Europe again for next season is the priority. Um so I think they're going to be concentrating on the league a lot more and I mean uh, y- you know I think that's probably his priority for them to try and improve that league position they have because with it have been such a disappointment I think. I'm not saying that this competition is a distraction, but I just think they need to you know really focus on that league form. In,
2: in terms of a goal threat David when Valencia beat Manchester United in that Champions League group they had, they had Mishibachurai up front. He was on loan from Chelsea and yeah. he's, he's now back in the English Premier League with Crystal Palace mm. where, where will the goal threat come from is, is Santi Mina fit, will Kevin Gamero start the game you know, does Rodrigo come back into to the plans for this game on Thursday night
11: I think it'll be Rodrigo, You know, I speak of Danny Perejo uh, being the captain, being the leader but Rodrigo uh, Moreno the striker, he he definitely takes on a lot of the load as well and is the vice-captain you could say and I think if you know, the goals are going to come then it's, uh, it's going to be via Rodrigo or potentially Santi Mina the problem with Santi Mina is he's Sometimes he just kind of looks disinterested And, and that's the problem his, his game relies on being charged up Being very energetic And he simply doesn't like to play in that manner too often he doesn't really, it hasn't really clicked for him at the moment He's a very talented player But he's somebody who needs to have more consistency in his game
1: uh, Listen David, we're not uh, naive enough to think That the, the Spanish football fans will, will know the Celtic squad inside out And know that doesn't happen I wonder if there are any Celtic players that, that are on the radar over there Has, has been a potential problem to Valencia?
11: Um, I honestly don't think they're uh, they're aware of too many, especially you know Valencia are so you know obsessed with uh, I think their own fortunes. But yeah, I mean you know you have to look at things, and, and you would you would say that you know somebody like Turney Griffiths, you know potentially then the Scott Sinclair, you know that. But again, it's just you know there's not too many players who stand out. I would say to Valencia fans.
1: The one thing that Celtic tend to, to try and use in their favour, or, or have been known for in, in recent seasons, David, would be these big European nights and the. You know the, the the advantage, or the perceived advantage that that can give them to get some big results at home. Is that something that will will play a part? Do you think, given the the two leg dynamic of the tie?
11: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be a huge part. Um, Valencia simply aren't used to playing in front of that atmosphere that is generated uh, by Celtic. You know, it is very very special, of course, and and it, and it has been thrown Valencia this season that they are quite weak in in terms of mentality. So you know. If Celtic for a few tackles in if the crowd is up I can see them crumbling and that's when Celtic could take
1: advantage Alright thank you to David Cartledge, Spanish football expert for ESPN giving us a good insight into what Valencia will bring uh, on Thursday evening that's quite an interesting point that uh, David finishes on Gordon um, because we often talk about the atmosphere these big European mm-hmm. nights and then you think well do you know what these are Elite players, surely they've faced big atmospheres and and stuff before. But David is actually saying that from his perspective, he thinks that could play a part. Well, it's good news for um, Celtic if the fact that you know Celtic
3: Park will be rocking on Thursday night, as we we well know. Um, And David's saying there about you know that could be a big factor, and you know Valencia could crumble, which I I found very surprising there to hear those words. But I'm sure that Celtic will make it a a terrific atmosphere. Mm. And uh, it's up to the players to respond uh, The Celtic players to respond to that atmosphere I've, I've got a sneaky feeling that Celtic can get a real positive result on Thursday night
1: uh, David telling us, Roger, that this is by no means a, a priority This competition for Valencia But if you were a Celtic fan, watch, listening to that And hoping that they arrive out of form or with a, a huge injury list That's not going to be the case
2: Well, it will become a priority the closer the gate to the final of this competition Because the Europa League now offers a passport Into next season's Champions League We've said in the show already Valencia down in eighth A long way behind Barcelona, Real, Atletico, Sevilla The teams are currently in Spain's four Champions League qualification places So if Valencia want to get back Into the Champions League It looks to me their best route to do so Would be to win the Europa League So um, David might think the priority is, is La Liga positions I'm not so sure about that If you're Valencia You look at this competition You fancy yourself to win it Then this Celtic tie is huge for them Izaguiri
1: or Hayes Maybe Tierney But I think that would be a, um, a huge outside shout That aside Does the Celtic team pick itself for you? Yeah yeah. It'll be
3: interesting to see Who he brings in at left back um, he's, he's obviously got confidence In Johnny Hayes just now But if Izaguiri was fit Then he's a natural full back for me and that's who I would go with um, Especially against the quality That Valencia will probably have on the side
2: is, is, is an option, Does Tolian Across at left back Because he can play there And Lustig coming back in on the ride um, Well, I, I've only seen
3: the lad Playing at right back, Roger And I've been very impressed with him um, Especially at the weekend there I thought he was terrific um, I don't know I've never, I've never watched him So I don't like that I, I sometimes think that Goes against you a little bit um, I just think that if Vizagiri is fit Then I would have no problems Whatsoever
1: seeing him Filling it like that James is in Redry. He's a Celtic fan Took a wee while to answer the phone Because he was watching Emmerdale Sorry to interrupt James no. Still <laughs> <Don't lie, you. laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's the word from the producer in my ear. Uh, you can ah, sort you it out.
2: Tell Puck, he's tell yeah, pokies. He's yeah. watching Everdeer love No. Well, listen, don't don't, don't tell us anything because no. Daz is taping it. Yes, that's yeah. Aye. I,
1: I, well, this is listen, James. Did this is true. Him? This is true, James. I phoned Gordon DL at about half past one today, and he said, "I'm watching Coronation Street." Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday cat. afternoon oh, honestly. My cat. Uh, James I know you've got a point About referees Just quickly because We're on, on the topic As a Celtic fan What are your thoughts Ahead of Valencia On mm-hmm. oh,
6: Thursday Fraser On Saturday I was trying to go On there But he was shouting about We're going to have to start We don't want to start We refereeing every game mm-hmm. well, Maybe he should talk To his members His players in particular And tell them to stop their cheating The, the cheating fit Is unbelievable There's mere cheating In football Than the other sport and It's shocking And they are a about the respect on the shirts and might a decision that goes against them They're all the referee
2: The players to blame for this Well listen that was the point Hugh Keevans Was making this column on the Clyde One website yesterday That the, the starting point for all of this Is the indiscipline of players Now I'm quite sure Fraser would well, Two seconds James I'll I'm, let you back in I'm sure Fraser would defend these members vehemently At, at, at such allegations but I know exactly what you mean um, Managers have complained about the antics of, of players in terms of simulation In terms of fouls In terms of many things this season mm. um, Should there be better standards of behaviour Standards of conduct from the players Listen, it's a, it's a very fair argument
1: Of course you're right in many respects James But in fairness to players There are some times where You're not you're not trying to cheat I mean if you fly into a tackle And you're trying to win the ball But, but you get it wrong it, m- it might be a red card defence But there's got to be a difference between that and, and you know deliberate cheating, surely. Yeah, well, I've
6: not been talking as well. I start rolling about the, you know, the ones that run up and shout. People sent half, booked, sent and half, and plus
12: if I don't forget, the ones in the right place.
1: It's yeah. not a, not a great line that James has got. I think so. We'll, we'll leave it there. But you you got the gist of, of what. The point was Roger But it's got to be important To draw a distinction surely Yeah I
2: think cheating's probably A a little bit too far The point Hugh was making And I think the point several managers Stephen Clark, Stephen Gerrard among them um, Have made is that A lot of players are leaving themselves open To the potential Of notices of complaint From the compliance officer Claire White Because of their conduct You know Steve Clark wanted Jermaine Defoe done Stephen Gerrard Said it'd be fascinating To see if Alan Power was done Alan Power hasn't been done Home again Hasn't been done mm. Despite Oren Kearney Saying it wouldn't have surprised him If, he's, if his captain had been done So it, it, It's a can of worms At the minute Gordon
1: Thanks to James and Ridry Sorry about that James The line wasn't great um, We're still looking for Your greatest ever saves As a tribute to The late great Gordon Banks Bunbeg Brian says I'm torn between two Paki Bonner Last minute of the 88 Euros Against England From a Gary Lineker header it says it was literally a clone of Banks and pelly The other would be Fraser Forster From a messy shot at Celtic Park Top corner, tiniest of touches So keep yours coming in on Twitter at Clyde SSB. As always, the Tuesday night full-time teaser Is the toughest of the week You really need to know your stuff To get on on a Tuesday night uh, We're going to get that teaser up and running next
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com
1: Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Keep your tweets coming at Clyde SSB We are asking for the greatest save you have ever seen This is after the sad passing of Gordon Banks So many getting in touch to save the likes of Alan McGregor Against Werder Bremen We've had a lot of shouts For Andy Gorham Against Pierre Van Hoydonk So keep them coming As I said earlier The more obscure the better Ones we haven't heard of Tell us the story Tell us why it was so good Now It's time for the teaser The full time teaser Are you ready? That's not quite the answer I was looking for Ready (laughs) Great stuff Now as always Tuesday nights are quite difficult So you're going to have to think Carefully about this Mm -hmm. A pen and paper may help you Yeah Since 2000 Oh by the way It's called uh, Who's the man? It's actually a name There's a title for the question I love that So since 2011, players with the word man Anywhere in their names Have played for Celtic or Rangers Since 2000 11 players with the word man Anywhere in their names Have played for either Celtic Or Rangers <coughs> Some of the names on here Are outrageous uh,
2: Bert Conterman
1: Yes. Brilliant. Rangers two thousand to two thousand and three. Gordon Dell, any that spring to mind, dare I ask? I'm trying to think, Gordon. It's a good one. Oh no. Yeah. That is a good question John sent this one in Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need To send your questions They don't need to be as tough as this I had a complaint from Sammy On Twitter earlier Saying last night's was too easy mm. Sammy This role is all about Knowing your audience And if you've got Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray in front of you They need to be a bit easier Than the ones you give to Roger Hanna So um, I apologise Years ago we could have had Newman
3: Newman No no it's
1: Newman it's not. Newman What? Arthur Newman Did you just suggest that Then talk yourself out of it? Yeah because I was actually thinking Newman The
3: substitutes Remember years ago Well before your time Roger will know about that What is
1: he on about? Do you just, remember Just write
3: down Arthur Newman Gordon
1: But why do you not think Arthur Newman is correct because Even though you too, just suggested
3: Because I was too busy Thinking about my Newman one So Arthur Newman
1: <laughs> What? Right okay yes Arthur Newman Played for Rangers 98-03 So since 2011 Players with the word Man Anywhere
2: Oh Stephen
1: McManus in their name Have played for Celtic Ranger Stephen McManus See once you get the bit Between your teeth oh. That's a good start That is a good start Arthur Newman Stephen McManus Bert Conterman You can play along On Twitter At Clyde SSB That is a very good question I like it Alright Brian Is a Celtic fan in Moss Park What's on your mind tonight Brian?
12: I was in my mind There's a left back position On Thursday evening For Celtic against Valencia mm-hmm. I mean I, You know that Quiet I'm hoping Kieran's Going to make it But But failing that I would like to see Michael Lustig move to left-back. I know he's not the greatest, but he's got years of experience playing in World Cups and European Championships. And really, a great it's cost us big time in Europe. Johnny Hayes had a very good game on Sunday, but that's probably the worst Premier League performance I've ever seen by a team St. Johnson. was so poor, it was unbelievable. So i just like your, your thoughts on that. I think Michael is obviously um, capable enough to play at left-back for us.
1: Gordon.
3: Well, he's certainly got the experience. You're right there. Um, but I just feel that I don't. I can't see Kieran Tierney playing. I, I, I can't see them
1: risking that at all. I mean, he's not played since the, the European game against Salzburg, yeah. the thirteenth of December. Yeah. He, I mean, he strikes. You. He's the type of guy that you could probably throw back in, but yeah, I think it'd just
3: be a bit Too early, Gordon. Um, I would if if everybody was fit. I would play my natural full back there, and I think the natural full back is is Aguirre.
1: Roger, what about um, Brian's point In terms of you know looking towards the, the experience of Lustig as, as, a, as a factor as to why he should play well, there if needed
2: Yeah, as we said a few minutes ago I think if, if Lustig was going to come into the team He would come in at right back And totally and would switch over to left back I, I tend to agree with Brian that The preferable option would be Kieran Tierney Starting the game um, He's back in training He's been working hard this week um, I'm quite sure if Brendan Rodgers was to ask Kieran Tierney To go out and play against Valencia I wouldn't let anyone down Um, Interesting to see who the final decision on that is taken. left to Whether it's left to Kieran Whether it's left to the manager Whether it's left to the medical department Because he has now been out for quite a period of time You know, more than two months So it would be a big ask to come back in He's a Gary, we don't know if he's fit After that Darnell Johnson challenge either Or whether it will come down to Johnny Hayes But uh, uh, listen, you said it earlier on The Celtic team picks itself With the exception of that left-back role Brian?
12: Yes, I, I mean, I think and Kieran, like, Scott Brown are very similar players, just, they, would, they would go through a brick wall for Celtic, and I think if Kieran played, I know it's going to be a little high football, but I think he would he would do his utmost in his best performance he could, and if just thought even if he's 60% fit, I would certainly get him in there. And i got one of your answers no 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 no, Brian,
1: no, 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 Brian No, 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 no No, don't, Brian, don't tell them Because I it, like Brian. to see these two struggle I've just turned Brian's mic off So, Brian, well done for getting it But I'm not sharing him. it with Did you? I've got uh,
3: one, I've oh, got oh, one oh, anyway go,
1: go for it, go, it, go for it there Heinman. The lad at Hibs Emerson Hindman, yep
2: Now, this is one that was signed I don't know if he actually played for Rangers People, Manieri Maniero No, he's not He's not on John's list
1: anyway That's what you need to know Alright, thank you to Brian and Moss Park 0141 951 1025 Keep your answers where they are at the moment Kenny Carmichael's got a good one for you um, On Twitter What else have we got? Scott Murray's thrown a couple in Actually, Lewis has got that Emerson Hyman one He got it before you did, to be
2: fair Oh Uh, listen, we've just just had a text for the Mushroom He says "Gail Biggery Manor Never played for Rangers Ah, Mushroom, you're wrong again He was signed, but he never played
1: On the best saves, Kieran says Best saves I've seen With Fraser Foster's performance Against Barca in 2012 Being dubbed La Gran Muraya. What does that mean Gordon? Fantastic save The Great Wall oh, Consequently okay. Says Kieran There we go mm-hmm. Kieran's bringing a bit of I don't know A bit, a bit of something extra To the, thurs, the, the Tuesday night show We don't usually get Exotic language like that But Gordon Dale store that one For the future Are you going to use that To describe any goalkeepers? No What was it? like? La- I've no idea yeah, how. We went listening. Totally there, switched you. off already. Right, okay, okay, Uh The dances with taxis says uh, Peter Latchford, <laughs> um, edge of his box. Somebody scalped a shot from forty-five yards. Peter got his ample frame up and touched it onto the bar and over for a corner, and it was an eighties reserve game. He says so. Okay, I, I did say the more obscure the better. Harry's an East bright. What's in your mind tonight, Harry? Uh,
13: good evening, Gordon's Roger. Hi, uh, Harry. Hi. Uh, I think the the retrospective red card system as it currently stands, it it just isn't working. If you think of Dolly Menga, for example, uh, playing for Livingston, he didn't get sent off, right? So Celtic, they were punished for that because the other team didn't go down to 10 men. But then he's banned, and what happens? One of Celtic's rivals get the benefit of the fact that he's not available. And you can say exactly the same thing with Daniel Johnson. So really, if you're going to kind of make it a bit fairer for a team who didn't face the 10 men. It'd be better if it was banned against that team and the two-match ban or the one-match ban was the next time they played the opposition. The way it currently works, you know, your Celtic's getting hit twice for the same offence.
1: Mm. We've had this before, Harry, and, and the response I gave then is the obvious problem I can see with your suggestion. What if that is in the final Hibs versus Celtic meeting of the season? And... the uh, you know, Darnell Johnson leaves the club in the summer You know, I appreciate this is all very hypothetical But then, you know, then he never serves the ban So does that not seem a bit counterproductive?
13: So now uh, for, He can serve the ban In those rare circumstances where that happens And that's a fair point when In these rare circumstances He still serves the ban but he moves on to the next team But he's, that team that he's playing for It's against the team where he was sent off I mean there's always going to be a next season And a next season and a next season you're missing the point here. I think it's the player who's well, been mean, banned g- against the opposition team.
1: You know, I do get Sorry, it, but you know, I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, you're talking I, about St. Mirren. St. Mirren could easily be relegated. I it's not it all is, about players you know, leaving. It's
2: Too complicated to administer. I, I, I think it would be there's a degree of fairness in what you're saying, Harry. I just think for the authorities, it would just be too difficult to to implement because of you know what the point Gordon made and various other points as well. Um,
1: Harry, what about the 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 is that your overall take on it The fact that you just want them done away with altogether Retrospective bans, or is it certain ones we've, we've seen a bit of a distinction here I think Fraser Wishart made the point on the weekend That he felt you know, violent conduct Things that really were not seen at all by the refs He was happy for them to be looked at retrospectively But these serious foul play ones McGregor, Power, Johnson Those were the ones he didn't think that, that should be Retrospectively looked at Do you, do you see a distinction there?
13: I'm looking at it from a team's perspective, the team who's yeah. been punished, right? And for me, I would rather they'd done away with them all together. The referee can get better. They looked at the the things that they missed, and then they improved in their performance. And the team, at least, weren't being punished twice as it is. In my example in Celtic, what they're looking at there is they're punished twice for the same thing. And I've watched it over and over again. It seems to be a bit quite consistent, you know that. Retrospective thing Happens You know At the key moments In some games I've watched it this season And um, About advice for yourself Gordon Take it um, From the other Gordon There who's on the panel tonight. It'd be quite good If you try to Kind of look at this Much more openly I feel your views Are, are kind of are slanted Quite a bit as well So but, It's just a wee bit Of feedback
1: Which which Gordon's Been slanted Me Yeah Your, your views Are uh, I mean, I, on in, in what way? What do you mean? I don't usually give my opinion on much, but I mean, no, I may no, have. Oh, no,
13: you actually do. You actually do. You, you, you're very, very good. Yeah, I'd say you're actually fantastic at shaping the argument in a certain direction. You emphasise various points to make sure that you're protecting one side as opposed to the other. And I've, I've listened to you for a long, long time. You're very, very good at it. You got any examples?
1: The argument really, really well. Any examples, just so I can work on it in the future. Oh, i I've, I've too many Oh you must be able To find one then If there are so many You must be able To find one I will do
13: that I'll write in And I'll show you Because you do it Every single day I've got to say that You're a very intelligent man You shape the arguments Really really well But it's always one-sided You should try and approach
1: it A wee bit more of an even hand So as a Celtic fan Let's cut to the chase Harry As a Celtic fan You're trying to say I shape them away From your team Essentially yeah Oh, 100%. I thought yeah. you might say that. Great stuff. Thank you to Harry. And he's got, I'm glad we got there in the end because you can always see where, where it's going. So,
3: yeah, so there we go. Point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't, can't keep it in. 0141 951 1025. What about the teaser? Mm. A
2: Magnus Hedman.
1: Oh, bro! If you had said that on Twitter, I must admit, but you've uh, you've nailed it. Well done. Is, there's
3: a lad that came up from Manchester United. What was his first name? Blackman. 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 Uh, what's his first name? Left centre back Blackett.
1: Blackett Oh it's Blackett. <laughs> <laughs> There we go uh, Any more for any more At the moment you've got Oh by the way If you're just joining us Since 2011 Players with the word man Anywhere in their names Have played for either Celtic Or Who've we got, got Rangers. Them? You've got Headman yep. Hindman um. Conterman McManus uh-huh. And Newman Um.
3: Roger, you
2: got any?
1: Uh, no more at the minute No Okay uh, Let's just touch on a piece of Other news from Scottish football We've not mentioned Or perhaps that's no news And that's with regards to the Hibs manager or, or or lack thereof Roger Hanna Michael Appleton It looked like Hibs were moving towards that And now it looks like there's been a bit of a um, A block Or a bit of a An issue there That they're not perhaps progressing The way people thought they were Do you still expect him to be the Hibs manager?
2: Um, The longer it goes on, no, I'm not convinced He is going to be the next Hibs manager Um, I'm I'm really not I thought at the weekend that he would have been paraded with a green and white scarf above his head at Easter Road by now That hasn't happened My understanding is there's um, a few financial disagreements, if you like that haven't been able to reach a, a complete accord on that And the longer it goes on, you would think the less chance there is of Michael Appleton taking the job. Does that open the door, perhaps, for Paul Heckingbottom, who seemed, you know, the opinion seemed to be he was a sort of second Mm. choice? Has he suddenly become first choice again? Or. You know, do they have to start the process again?
1: Any truth in the rumour that this is a campaign started by the Scottish football writers Who are scared of him, having seen his tattooed biceps And don't want to ask him any difficult questions <laughs> in the future
2: oh press right. conferences yeah, right. Listen, he does, he does appear to like a tattoo, doesn't he? <laughs> he's a big boy Oh yeah,
3: I
1: was watching him behind you, Gordon He looks a very strong lad On the television, by the way, he's not here No, on the TV Aye, Just the yeah, way you the said screen. that, sorry, sorry, to sorry, a bit of confusion um, yeah, so Interestingly Roger because you've got Eddie May at the weekend Explicitly saying yeah it's, it's the last game It's my last game in charge I've been told, I've just been told there It's my last game in charge mm. All of a sudden we're nearly in Wednesday And you just wonder <laughs> if he will be back in the dugout this weekend
2: Yeah Hamilton, big game uh, Hamilton have started well under their new manager Brian Rice A former Hibs player uh, Brian was there at the weekend to watch Hibs beat Raith Rovers and what Eddie May thought was going to be the last game for him in charge But The longer it goes on The deeper we get into another week With no appointment at Easter Road You just begin to wonder There we go Let's see out Right quickly on the teaser then
1: Any more Still looking for Anyone with 11 players with man in the name That have played for Celtic or Rangers Since 2000 Headman, Hindman, Conterman, McManus, Newman I don't know I'll give you some thinking time We'll get the answer next
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan This is a cracking question And as I expected it's getting a cracking response on Twitter Fraser Andrew has got an absolute stunner of an answer That you two haven't come up with yet Um, Mikey's thrown some in Hugh, Jerry James, I can see you all giving it a good go. What about you two though? You're you're the two that, that matter in here. We're looking for eleven players since two thousand with the word man anywhere in their names that have played for Celtica Rangers. So guys like Magnus Hedman, Emerson Hindman, Bert Conterman, Stephen McManus, Arthur. Newman, you've had a few minutes to think Miles Beerman Say that again and this time I'll put your mic on Sorry Miles Beerman That's a
2: great shout And we finally got to the bottom of who you were trying to say five minutes ago We thought you were Mm -hmm. trying to say Tyler Blackett When you were actually trying to say Andre Blackman
1: Yeah Andre Blackman, well Uh, done Dean Furman That's a great shout from you, Roger Roger Hannah. Dean Furman, Rangers back, was it? That was
2: about ten years ago now Yeah, we South African laddie What Mm -hmm. about Juan Manuel Ortiz? Oh my goodness Who? (laughs) Juan
1: What a shout that
2: is One Manuel Ortiz Right winger from Oh Rangers. yeah I remember him Came in Put the shirt on Took it off again I and mean went him
1: Yeah Remember him I'd, I'll give you a wee secret here In the uh, The break there Roger says Is there any Manuel's And I just tried to ignore him I tried not to give him eye contact I didn't want to give him any Encouragement But he's right. he, he saw right through me And he's got one Manuel Ortiz Right so you've only got two to get So we'll leave that there Because there's plenty of time um, Here's a Pretty disturbing story, Roger In that the best subjects for this show Are ones that you can come on and say Right, what do you think of that? And let's look at the both sides of the argument St Mirren today issuing a statement Condemning fans who spat and threw coins At an unconscious Dundee United fan on Saturday Uh, I don't really think there are are any other sides to that Than condemnation from everyone
2: Yeah I mean (laughs) I couldn't agree more Um, If this incident happened And it's St Mirren themselves who have brought it into the public domain Then the people culpable should be banned from all football grounds in the country Because they brought shame on St Mirren They brought shame on themselves and their families And they brought shame on Scottish society How on earth anyone could be guilty of those crimes is just beyond me And there's an unfortunate move again towards anti social behaviour at football grounds. You see it more and more down south. I think there was some um Burnley supporters Being prosecuted over an alleged incident at Brighton. There was some Everton supporters who have been arrested over an alleged incident at Watford at the weekend. You saw it when Everton played at Millwall recently. Um, there have been other unsavoury incidents up here in the last couple of seasons involving one off the top of my head at the Falkirk and Fermlin game last season. Um, it's becoming more and more prevalent. That has to be a worry for football and I wish St Mirren Football Club well as they try and root these people out. I mean, Gordon, what what are we doing exactly? I know you, you can't even you can't even talk about passions running
1: high or rivalries because that's all absolute nonsense mm-hmm. in the in you know when it when it comes to stuff like this. Why on earth can we not just be a little bit better towards each other that, well, can't, that, that can't be too much to ask
3: Yeah that's, uh, that's a big question Gordon I was actually there on Saturday uh, Unfortunately I never witnessed what was going on uh, Dundee United brought large numbers down Made it a really good atmosphere A good cup tie It was a good game It had a lot of excitement But this uh, this is just ridiculous It needs stamped out There's no place whatsoever in the game for it It's absolutely Incredible And Roger's correct If St men find this, these people um, That were
1: involved in it They should never be allowed back into football ground This is where this whole question of self-policing Comes up time and time again Roger Because you the clubs I mean they can use CCTV or, or whatever else But there becomes a, a reliance on fans To sort of do the right thing and, and help out Which I would appreciate isn't always easy
2: Yeah Yeah and, and listen It's very difficult to Talk about fans policing themselves Um, A lot of these games now Are actually police free Um, They're they're deemed low risk It's left to stewards To look after um, Basically look after public safety If you like Um, It's very difficult though To to ask stewards to You know Involve themselves In incidents like that There, There needs to be Some moral responsibility On individual supporters To do the right thing To help other supporters Regardless of the colours they're wearing In their hour of need Um, The allegation today is that Not only did they not help the supporters They actively went out to degrade The injured, Mm. unconscious supporter Um, It brings shame on the club And it brings shame on the game
1: 01419511025 is the number Alex, a Rangers fan from Airdrie, has dialled What's your point tonight, Alex?
14: Hi, um, I actually called in last night to make some points about the the Broadfoot and uh, Power incidents. I I don't want to rake that up again. That was spoken about last night. Um, I I mean, Roger, who who watches a lot more football than I do, um, clearly agreed that uh, both Kit Broadwood, um, he could have been sent off for the penalty incident because he prevented... Uh, a goal scoring opportunity. But secondly, he, sh- he should have been uh, yellow carded for taking Defoe out. Power, I mean, that, that was a flying drop kick out of Conor McGregor's textbook. Um, I think it's, it's a question of consistency, or perhaps the lack of it. Uh, I mean, the inconsistency starts with the referees, and it's then compounded with people like compliance officers. Uh, in their consideration of um, incidents which are to be cited, um, you know, for the avoidance of doubt, I'm a Rangers fan, and and the first caller tonight made a good point when he said, when he asked, when when was the last time a Celtic player was cited for, uh, you know, um, an incident? So...
1: All these things When you say that When uh, you say you made a good point Alex I mean I, I know what the I know what the insinuation is I, I'm, I'm not that daft But w- what does that prove What, what does that actually prove yeah, About let Rangers let being let cited more
14: me one thing right now I'm not a believer in any uh, Conspiracies uh, Of either uh, Blue or green variety uh, I'm only interested in Consistency uh, Of decisions on the field of play And Consistency of how They're dealt with uh, When they come in front of a compliance Officer
1: Yeah I get that but you you were talking about There is no
14: consistency I mean Roger As I say who watches a lot more football than I do uh, Has already said There is no consistency So you know How how do we solve this problem
1: Oh there's a question Roger At at 5 to
2: (laughs) 8 How do we solve it Um, I think there needs to be A root and branch investigation Into the SFA disciplinary procedures Because they've been put in place With the best of intentions Unfortunately in practice They're clearly not working Um, We listened to Fraser Wishart On the show at the weekend Who runs the players union He's deeply worried That these procedures Are unfair on his members Um, You listen to supporters They're deeply worried That you know that they're not being fairly applied across the board. Um, you listen to managers who are now actually on a weekly basis imploring the compliance officer to go and prosecute players from other teams. I'm not sure that can be right. Um, so there are a lot of things that need ironed out. Um, we can't do it mid season, but I think if the SFA and referees are going to have more meetings with managers, and I believe that is planned, then. Come this summer, I think there needs to be a big meeting where we need to sort out all these problems because we can't allow this to rumble on into another season.
1: By nature, I tend to be quite a, an optimist, Gordon. Deal, but mm-hmm. listening to, to what Roger said, I, I'm not. I'm not sure how how we get it back. Just just looking at the way It is now the culture, um, I explained the other night. You know that the the possibility that a lot of it is obviously social media driven, mm-hmm. as far as we, you know fans are concerned. And are we too far gone? Do we ever get back to a stage where we don't pour over, you know, every single decision on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday? And you know, f- for us, for instance, you know, we we'll, we we'll get the odd tweet, or the odd phone call saying, "Do you know what? We're fed up talking about wrestling. Let's talk about football." Do you know what happens tomorrow? Al McGregor has his hearing to find out whether yeah. he gets banned or not. So the, the, that is big news, and the big news just keeps coming because of this this culture that we've got.
3: Yeah, and the sad thing is, Gordon, it's probably. One of the most exciting seasons uh, We've had for a long, long time Some of the football As I I, I touched on I I watched St Mirren Dundee United In the Cup on Saturday It was a very exciting game Celtic in Sunday uh, Scoring five against St Johnston. You look at Aberdeen and Rangers game We should really When people are saying Well we don't promote our game uh, Good enough But unfortunately It's not about all the product That's on the pitch It's about the product That's Mm. off the pitch But I don't know To answer your question I really don't know But we have to try And do something
1: Since 2011 Players with the word Man in their names Have played for either Celtic or Rangers We've got Miles Bierman Andre Blackman Dean Furman Magnus Hedman Emerson Hindman Bert Conterman Stephen McManus Arthur Newman Juan Manuel Ortiz We're two away Roger Any joy? Mm. I'm struggling I'm out Completely done? Yeah I'm finished You've got one Rangers, one Celtic. If that helps at all. Positions. The Rangers one is really quite recently, but his mm-hmm. Rangers career didn't really amount to much, and that's why you can't remember him. Mhm. I think. Who, he... would, who
2: would be his manager at Rangers? Do you
1: think? Pedro Cachina I think he played in that infamous semi-final defeat to Motherwell. Oh, I'm struggling. So he played a part certainly I think he came on He was a winger On loan From Man City Surprised you didn't talk to him About the good old oh. days
2: What do you call him Roger? No, I can picture a lot
1: Well ask coming his name Nah no, go for it Aaron Neiman.
2: Ah. And lastly
1: you've got a Celtic one from 2010 He was up on loan from a London club And it's his first name His surname is something that you take a photograph with Oh. Kamara.
2: Yep, what's Di- his first name? Diomanci Kamara. Diomanci
1: Kamara. Thank you, Roger Hanna and Gordon Dear, We're back tomorrow from 6 with Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. Callum Gallagher's up next, so stay where you are. Clyde One
0: Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.